May the words of my mouth, meditations of all of our hearts, be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Good morning. And good morning to all of you online. What a joy to be gathered in worship this morning. I got to say, we're not finding a lot of that joy in my house the last week. And now, I'll tell you why, because on Tuesday, our packers are coming to spend a couple days packing up all of our stuff, and then we'll load the big truck, and on Thursday or Friday, that that truck will begin to head towards Culpeper, Virginia. But in the preparation of arriving to that time, Ashley and I have been kind of a little bit at each other sometimes when it comes to the things we love and the things that the things that maybe we could do without. And thankfully, she she has a book and I think she has watched the net Netflix series uh, Sparking Joy by Marie Kondo. Do you know do you know who Marie Kondo is? She is if not the guru, she is one of the gurus of how to not let your things own you and how to downsize and how to declutter. And I think very jokingly that she has saved our marriage this week <laughs> because it, is, it has been, and it's all done in a very joking, not, not a lot of conflict way, but it's, it's not odd in our household right now to hear me say, Oh my gosh, those two million pillows that are on all of our beds. Um, Maybe we don't need all of those, and yet they are already boxed up. And to my my joking, I could say uh, maybe the movers could lose those along the way to a not very funny face on my wife, to that kind of comment. Or if we were to reverse that... And I said, she said, maybe you could get rid of some of that nasty old fishing gear. And, and I said, to the same frown, I'm taking all of that with me. It's, it's all going. And right now, it's, it's been leading up to this. Do we really need all of these things we have, especially for the big move up to Virginia? We'll enter the method of Marie Kondo who actually has, it's, you, can, you sit down with these possessions that you think mean so much to you, and she teaches you in, in her Netflix series that you sit down and you think about, has joy been sparked in this possession that I have? And you ask yourself the question, do I see this thing in my future? And if it's been several years, a decade, that you had that on a shelf and haven't even thought about it, perhaps it's time to give it away. And if you come to that point of realizing, I don't need this in my future, you thank the possession for the time that you've had together, and then you either re-gift it or it can go in the trash. But apparently that being thankful for that thing is something that helps you not realize you, you have an attachment to it anymore, and maybe you don't need it any longer. Hence, God bless Marie Kondo. Because if you, if you listen to what she says on her show, she says, the little method that I teach you can save your soul. It can, it can change, change things for you for the better. And I don't know if it will save your soul. But what she does do is show you that you don't need your relationship to your things. That they shouldn't own you, but you should own them. And that maybe you don't need them down the line. She has a hint at the secret of life. Well, as we get into our gospel 
that Father Joe just read for us, it's a similar idea of, of having to save the, maybe not saving your, your soul as far as Marie Kondo goes, but Jesus hints at a very similar secret of life. And yet he is attacking a much deeper heart problem, but also offering the solution. So as we get into our gospel in Luke, we hear out of the blue, very randomly, someone in the crowd says, Teacher, tell my brother to give me my share of the inheritance. And what that means is a middle child, probably a brother or, a, or the youngest brother, is telling Jesus there has been a death of a father. And in that day and age, the inheritance was given to the oldest male child, and that, that male child had all the, the choice of what to do with it, all of the authority. He could keep it for himself, or he could give a little um, and keep most of it, or he could divide it equally. And apparently, this younger sibling is really upset with what, whatever the older brother had decided to do with the inheritance. And he goes to the teacher of teachers, Jesus himself, and he says, tell him to give me some of my money from the inheritance. And we hear Jesus' response. He says, friend, who made me a judge or an arbiter over you? And then he gives the, the final teaching, which is getting us in touch with the Marie Kondo thing a little bit. Your life is not measured by the things that you own, how many possessions that you have. You see what he has just done by his words. The heart of what Jesus is saying is, I, am not, I have not come to create a new rule for you that benefits you, as you are trying to take advantage of in this question. What I have come for, and this is the heart of the first part of the gospel today, I did not come to make bad people better people. But what I have come for is to make dead people, dead in their sins, alive again. I'll say that again because it's the heart of everything this morning. I have not come, Jesus did not come to make us better versions of ourselves but that we were dead in our sin to be alive again is why Jesus came. And his response is kind of a, I don't want to deal with little things like this, the squabble between the brothers. I have come for something much larger. And to drive that home, he tells this parable of the rich fool, so we hear. But by the end, you'll probably think of him more as the poor rich fool, or the poor fool. So, we hear that there is a wealthy man in this parable, and he has lots of land that are producing crops by the hundreds. He is very blessed in, the, in this season of harvesting the crops, so much so that he thinks the barns I currently have are not going to be able to hold all of this. And so he decides instead of opening the doors to the barn and having everybody in need come and get whatever I have because I don't, I have way too much. Instead of that, he makes the choice, well, I'm going to build bigger barns and it's going to be able to hold all of this and I will have security for myself well into the future. And we hear he's so happy with himself that, that he's saying words like, I, I, my and my. There's no R in as he's thinking about the future with building these new barns. And we hear Jesus' par parable response. 
as Jesus says, you fool, this very night your life is going to be demanded of you. And those barns that you are building, who is going to get all the things that you think you were going to have well into the future? And we see that he says, woe to those that are rich in themselves, but not rich in God, as our gospel continues the morning. That finishes off this morning. And as the heart of that man, the rich fool, as we heard, he was saying, instead of are, he shows the very essence of sin and selfishness in our lives. As if instead, as we said, opening the door and saying, come, take some of this that has been given to me by God because I have way too much. He is thinking about himself going into the future. And it leads him to that thinking that everything's going to be just fine. Relax, just eat, drink, and be merry because of everything that's going on. But just to lose his life. From there, we consider ourselves today. We hear that to do such a thing in, in the teaching, to not realize the relationship that we have with God and what comes, the richness that comes out of that. It's where that, that gratefulness leads us to what our mission and vision is as Church of Our Savior as we gather this morning. Our mission to live into a personal and intimate relationship with Jesus Christ and to meet people wherever they are on that journey. That is what we are reminded of in that first part as Jesus says, I have not come for minor, minor squabbles such as this, but I have come to make you that are dead in your sin alive again and free in the life of the resurrection. And from that point, we have our vision of that. I think I meant the vision's the first part, and then the mission is to, I'm getting them mixed up. The, vision, the, the mission is to be a beacon to, of light to Mandarin, to northern St. John's County, to the Diocese of Florida, and to the entire world when we get that opportunity. All that is born on the one who came and taught and lived and died and rose again. That is the foundation of it all, which leads us into, instead of being like the rich, the rich fool, instead of saying, I'm going to keep it for myself, for my own security, we share. And then because of that, we become rich in God. On a personal note, as we consider all of this, my family has to thank each and every one of you because you have shown us living into our mission and vision what it is to be a gospel church. And every face I look upon this morning has had an impact on us. And the storied history of this parish, that all that came before, and over the last almost six years that we have been in your midst and well into the future, living into the gospel, how rich in God we all are. And I thank you for allowing the Moore family to be a part of this gospel-centric family and for everything that you have done for us. All thanks be to God for this type of richness and may it keep going and going and going. All praise be to him to have the privilege to share this together. How rich we all are in Christ. Amen.